please listen carefully. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Carissa Garcia. And I'm Summers McKay. And we are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions the news. We bring you solutions news every day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and the direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions. Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and delivered online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, home office-worthy, TGIF-worthy podcast. Today is Friday, the 10th of June, 2022. Hello, Carissa. Welcome back to the pod. It's been quite a long time since we've got to hear from you. How are you doing? Yeah. Hi, Summers. I am doing Great. Yeah, it has been a minute since I've been on the podcast. I think the last time I might have been on was when we were doing it in person and we just couldn't get it together in person. <laughs> That's right. That was a very, very funny pod. Now, now we're back in our respective office locations uh, mm-hmm. and we can be so much better at this, you know. Exactly. Well, hey, anything interesting happening in your life? Any travels? Anything fun? Any new kittens? Anything to report? Well, no new kittens yet. I'm still on the hunt. But I've been doing just fun stuff here and there. Last weekend, I went to Hearst Castle, and that was so pretty. I've been feeling so great all week about all the pretty Uh, architecture. Yeah. Hearst Castle. So for those of you who don't know, Hearst Castle is on um, the central coast of California, and it was a mansion, uh, an amazing home built by former media magnate William Randolph Hearst back in the day. And the architect was a female architect, actually, by the name Mm -hmm. of Julia Morgan, who did her undergraduate or her architecture work at UC Berkeley. So I got to live in a building designed by Julia Morgan when I went to Berkeley. Awesome. And uh, I have, I love Hearst Castle. So what was your favorite, favorite part room place at Hearst? I think it was just the Neptune pool. I had been looking forward to that for so long. I've been wanting to go for years. So Mm -hmm. that was just stunning. I loved it. And I wanted to jump in so bad. I know. I know. (laughs) I wish you could. (laughs) I wish you could. I know. I told my sister because she was visiting and we went together. And I was like, what if you just accidentally pushed me into the pool right now? You kind of (laughs) tripped me. We're standing really close. So... I'm sure that happens a couple times a year. Like I'm oh, sure I'm some sure. people just cannot resist it and then they get escorted out and they can't come back. And <laughs> now yeah. I my favorite pool at Hearst Castle is actually the indoor pool. I like have yeah. dreams about swimming in that pool. It's all blue mosaic and gorgeous with gold tiles and yep. oh yeah that one's gorgeous too and there's a little part where the sun shines right through this the roof into like this little strip of the water it was magical Ugh, the gilded area where there were no income taxes and there was you know general yeah. general wealth disparity allowing people to build castles and then other people not yeah to eat so yeah. <laughs> that's not what we want to go back no, to. It is, however, there was a lot of investment in art and architecture during that time. I'm glad you got to go. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite places in California. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of dreams and the dreams mm-hmm. I have about uh, swimming in the indoor pool at Hearst Castle, <laughs> my story today is about a pillow. Mm. My headline reads, this smart pillow could help you get a better night's sleep. I need this already. (laughs) So we all know that sleep is essential for human health as much as food and water. However, in our intensely busy culture, many people fail to get enough. Not getting at least seven hours each night actually has some health risks, including 
psychological and physical illnesses like heart disease, diabetes, depression, and anxiety. When struggling to sleep, it's important that doctors actually have access to data to understand how you doze to potentially diagnose a sleep disorder and maybe offer advice. Now, for those in that situation, they have two options. One, conduct a sleep test at a medical facility, right? And that's the go, I mean, that's hugely disruptive to life. Or recruit a smartphone app at home. Now, a lot of the apps are more convenient, although wholly less accurate. Yeah. Many, many groups have been trying to develop precise and convenient sleep monitoring systems, taking the forms of eye masks, patches, belts, bed sheets. I know our bed actually has an app involved in it. Oh. Uh, We have a sleep number and there's an app that'll tell you how well it sleeps, but it's very confused because it's like either side of the bed and then our daughter sleeps in the middle. (laughs) So it doesn't Mm -hmm. understand there are three people in our bed. Yeah. But all of this is where Ding Li, Zhong Lin Wang, and their colleagues come in with their innovative solution of a self-powered smart pillow that can track the sleep of its user. This invention uses the movement of a user's head during the night to monitor their sleep, allowing for a less restrictive and more comfortable version of these previous efforts. Now, the invention was recently detailed in the ACS Applied Materials and Interfaces Report, and it is constructed of a novel, flexible, porous polymer triboelectric layer, which monitors changes in electric fields over the material, which act as a sensor. Now, applying pressure to the material is what turns the pillow on, cleverly creating a self-powered system. I feel like my cat would just go sleep on this pillow all day and be like, you rest plenty. Now, the potential uses of this particular pillow doesn't stop here. The technology is also being able to track multiple diseases that affect the movement of the head, uh, including uh, generative neck disorders, cervical spondylosis, where a breakdown of cartilage and bone in the region results in pain and stiffness. So I love this solution. I think it's very interesting. Understanding sleep and, you know, having having a tool that people can monitor their sleep at home and then interact with medical practitioners so that they can have advice on how to improve their overall well-being. So yeah, um, the really team cool. also recruited, this one's funny, the team also explained it could be recruited in offering an early warning system for those at risk falling out of bed. Oh, well, yeah. it does everything. It's one exactly. smart pillow. Exactly. It's a very, very smart pillow. Speaking of smart things, do you have a smart story to share? Yeah, I have a smart story having to do with food and Uber going on. And this is a solution I really like. So my headline says, Uber delivers emergency food and supplies in Ukraine. Really good business move by Uber. Mm -hmm. So the story goes, some aid trucks that provide food and emergency services in Ukraine have trouble reaching those in need because, I mean, there's a lot of structural damage on blocks in the way, and the ongoing violence makes it really difficult. But to address this, the UN's World Food Program is working with the tech firm Uber to get food where it needs to go. So Uber began this private label version of its delivery platform specifically to help Ukrainians in need. So its smaller fleet of vehicles allows drivers to get food, water, and supplies to areas that larger World Food Program trucks might not be able to reach. Mm -hmm. And so the World Food Program is also vetting and selecting drivers themselves, so it's a little safer. And although many are former Uber drivers who worked in Ukraine before the Russian invasion, so. Mm -hmm. And this iteration of Uber delivery is customized to the World Food Program and the crisis in Ukraine. 
Um, the Uber delivery platform has usually been used by large corporations like Apple and Tesco, but in Ukraine, Uber is providing this specialty service to the World Food Program for free. Mm-hmm. So this is really cool. And the software allows Uber to distribute things within 62 miles of their warehouses. And it's been going well so far. They adapt. And they're keeping an eye on the drivers. The drivers are keeping safe. Is this, you know, it, yeah. it seems like a high risk opportunity for the drivers. But obviously right now, everyone's just trying to help everyone get exactly. by in this circumstance. So. Yeah, exactly. It's a really great success story. Um, obviously, people need food no matter the circumstance. So it's great that Uber stepping in and mm-hmm. helping this and. I love this. Good job, Uber. This is a good move. The quote from the World Food Program director, David Beasley, says you can't go a few weeks without food. And so using Uber's technology, their distribution systems, their dispatch systems, it's a really great success story. You know, I think we saw um, other share technology companies stepping in to be of support during uh, the early Ukraine crisis, right? People were just Mm -hmm. renting Airbnbs in Ukraine, even if they weren't using it in order to get capital and funds to people in Ukraine. And what I like about it is it's acknowledging that the share economy and some of these technologies that support the share economy can be used in different circumstances. So I think this is a really, really powerful story. Me too. What else do we have today? Well, let's see. Some more solutions we have for your Friday include that a new New York bill raises age to buy and own semi-automatic rifles. That's good. Good progress. Right, that's a great That's a great story. And, you know, not that we're going to talk about guns around here, but we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a conversation with a very highly trained person with military background who mm-hmm. was talking about how, you know, 18-year-olds in the military, even though they have guns, they don't have guns under their beds. They don't have access to guns. They are taught. They are trained. They use them. They are not 18-year-olds running around with guns. And 18-year-olds running around with guns is just a really bad idea. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So good job, New York, for that. Mm -hmm. Well, some other solutions include this solar-coated high-rise will be self-sustaining. That reminds me of the white paint story we had a long time ago. Yeah, that'll be good. Love and that. Then, yeah, and Paris protesters save trees around the Eiffel Tower, and keto diets may help kidney disease. Okay. Okay. Scientists create recyclable artificial muscle fibers. I almost picked that one up. Uh, <laughs> new edible QR code proves if high-end whiskey is genuine. <laughs> that one makes me laugh because it's like your tummy is going to give you the answer. I, I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Or you put the QR code in, in the whiskey, you scan it, then you can drink it. So anyway, six (laughs) tips to transform your garden into a child-friendly space. I love this story. Uh, Mm -hmm. Definitely go read it. And why keeping your space tidy is great for your well-being, says every mother to her teenagers. That and much, much more, as always, is available on theoptimistdaily.com. Guys, head over to The Optimist Daily. Find an article that inspires you. Share it with someone you love. We promise we will continue sharing stories that inspire us as long as we can. We appreciate you. We love that you listen to us. And, uh... Thank you for being part of the solution changing consciousness and addressing our world's biggest challenges. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. We're keeping it short today. Krista, take us home. We'll be back on Monday with more solutions. Bye, everybody.